chapter ten of five mice and a mouse trap by the man in the moon this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. five mice and a mouse trap by the man in the moon by laura e richards the carriage cloud good evening to you all i said as i stepped in at the nursery window this is a night for a journey if you please all the rough and unruly winds are out of the way for there is to be a match to-night between the northeast wind and a southern tornado to see which can blow the harder and all their relations have gone to look on but our seven little friends have no liking for such rough bear play and they are waiting outside with a carriage cloud which will hold you all so jump up and call nibble and bright eyes but first i must know why my fluff has been crying you must have cried yourself to sleep my mouse and that will never do tell your old moon man what has happened for i have been watching a battle in zululand all day and have seen neither mice nor mouse trap we have had a very melancholy day mr moon man replied fluff vashti ann has been hanged and it is a terrible thing to hang your own child even if nibble does it for you vashti ann hanged i exclaimed dear dear how very distressing what had she done pray and how did it all happen we don't think she meant to do it said puff gravely but nibble said she ought to be hanged all the same you see we had just dressed the baby and she was vashti ann's own child fluff broke in impressively please do not interrupt me fluffy said puffy with dignity and we set her down in front of her mother and told her to say her lesson like a good baby only she can't really say it you know but we play she does so then fluffy went for a walk with the other dolls but i had to darn a hole in my stocking mrs posset is teaching me to darn and it is my duty but i don't like my duty so i was sitting by the window and nobody was doing anything at all when suddenly vashti ann fell right down on the baby's head and-and killed her cried fluff bursting into tears killed her all dead into little pieces how very very shocking i said and was the wretched mother hurt herself no answered puff her head was china mr moon man and the baby's was wax you see i see said i the brass pot and the earthen one if you had ever seen vashti ann mr moon man said fluff through her tears you would not call her such names as a brass pot her hair was glossy as the raven's wing like the lady in the ballad that uncle jack read to us last night and i never wanted to call her vashti ann but i wanted to call her isadora vienna but uncle jack said her name was vashti ann when he buyed her so i couldn't help it and fluff dried her eyes with the end of the pillowcase and looked very mournful well well i said this is certainly very painful so then you hanged vashti ann no nibble hanged her said fluff with a clothesline and it was a terrible scene uncle jack said it was and then we buried them both together under a rose-bush we are going to have a monument over them but nibble wants to put the murdered and the murderess on it and i won't have it i certainly would not said i 
but now you must call nibble and bright eyes too for the little winds are growing impatient and we must be off dry your eyes little one and think what a fine ride you are going to have nibble and bright eyes were summoned and in a few minutes all the five mice were sitting comfortably in the very softest fattest whitest cloud that the whole sky could produce how it curled up round their shoulders and wrapped itself about them and how they did enjoy the luxurious softness then the seven winds puffed at it and away it went like a ball of thistle down through the air where shall we go my pets i asked as i rode along beside them you have the wide world to choose from and shall go just where you please i want to go to the north pole mr moonman cried nibble you promised us to take us there you remember the last time you came i want to see the icebergs and the white bears and all the wonderful things there are there to the north pole it is then i replied it is just the night for it as all the savage winds are away so we flew northward far and far away over cities and hamlets over vast plains and shaggy forests by the margin of a pond that we passed a tall night heron was standing on one leg he looked up at us and was so much astonished that he toppled over and fell into the water with a loud splash how all the mice laughed and the merry winds with them all that is except my little fluff who looked sad and was still thinking of vashti ann fluffy i said i must see you smile again shall i sing you a song that i heard to-day yes if you please mr moonman said fluff meekly it is a funny little song i said i heard an irish mother singing it to her baby she was singing by the door of her cottage with the baby in her lap and she was paring potatoes and all the parings fell into the baby's face but he did not seem to mind it at all so i suppose it was all right eight little girls wid their aprons on went out to get some water but never a drop could be found at all by any mother's daughter now well a day said the eight little girls if we get no water we shall die oh the very best way said the eight little girls will be for us all to cry so they cried and cried the eight little girls and they cried and they cried all day and when evening came there was water enough for to fill up the salt salt say fluff laughed a little and presently she said shyly i can sing a song to mr moonman if you would like to hear it it is a song about some dogs and perhaps if you would learn it you could sing it to your dog when you get home let us have the song by all means i said my dog is very fond of music and has himself a powerful voice so fluffy sang her little song and in case any of you children should like to sing it for yourselves i will write down the music as well as the words jippy and jimmy were two little dogs they went to sail on some floating logs the logs rolled over the dogs rolled in and they got very wet for their clothes were thin jippy and jimmy crept out again they said the river is full of rain they said the water is far from dry ki hi ki hi ki hi ki hi jippy and jimmy went shivering home they said on the river no more will roam 
and we won't go to sail until we learn how bow wow bow wow bow wow wow bow wow bravo fluff i said that is a good song and they were sensible little dogs it is well to be sure about understanding a thing before one attempts it as master nibble would find out if he were once mounted on this frisky moonbeam at which he is casting such longing eyes it does look so delightful sighed nibble but after all the cloud is delightful too and i suppose i should be cold if i were not wrapped up in it how far north are we now mr moonman somewhere near the coast of labrador i replied little winds lower the cloud a bit that the mice may see the fishing fleet the fishermen are all asleep but the boats are a pretty sight when they can be seen through the fog lightly and softly the cloud floated downward and as they descended the merry winds blew the wreaths of fog away so that we could see the bare brown coast and the hundreds of fishing smacks lying at anchor lights gleamed at bow and stern they danced about as the little vessels rocked gently on the waves which seemed to be half asleep singing soft lullabies to each other ripple blue and ripple green foaming crest and silver sheen sleep beneath the moon till the daylight comes again waking us to restless pain all too soon yes i said this is a holiday time for the waves and still more for the fish all day long the poor creatures have a hard time of it for hundreds and hundreds of skilful and eager fishermen are on the lookout for them but at night their only enemies are those who live in the water and i have heard that the whale and the swordfish go to bed at ten o'clock regularly and never stir from their trundle beds till six o'clock in the morning i do not state that as a fact however because i am not positively sure about it dear me said bright-eyes just fancy a whale in a trundle bed how very queer he would look does he spout when he's asleep inquired fluff anxiously because the bedclothes would get wet you know and he would take cold here i am sorry to say the other mice laughed and fluffy does not like to be laughed at so she was silent then said one of the seven winds i never saw any of them in bed but i have seen their races and very funny they are they have hurl races every tuesday afternoon jumping over the fragments of wrecks which are strewn all over the bottom of the sea they lead a merry life those whales what with hurdle races and fish hunts and spouting matches if one could not live in the air the next best thing would be to live in the water i think hi yonder is a fleet of icebergs look little heavy ones that is a sight worth seeing surely it was very beautiful though terrible my silver beams lighted up the huge masses of ice till they looked like mountains of crystal moving slowly over the face of the water the children gazed at them half frightened half admiring and wrapped themselves more closely in the warm fleecy cloud the icebergs formed a huge circle and midway in it the cloud floated rocking like an airy vessel as the winds breathed softly on it we were all silent for a time then bright eyes asked in a half whisper is this the north pole mr moonman why no bright eyes said puff it can't be the pole for there isn't any pole for it to be 
yes i said that is one way of putting it we have not reached the north pole my mice and indeed i think we shall hardly go so far to-night for i see that these icebergs are waiting for the north wind to blow them home and that is a sign that he will soon be here he is a disagreeable fellow and might be rude to you so we will fly over to greenland instead and see some little friends of mine there will that suit you just as well oh yes cried the five voices it will be better for we want to see what the people are like in these strange places so we floated low till we came to a certain small eskimo village on the west of greenland what are all those queer humps of snow on the ground asked fluff oh cried nibble clapping his hands i know they are houses for i have seen pictures of them see there is smoke coming out of the top of one and now somebody is coming out of the doorway oh it is a bear mr moon man do they have tame bears and he is brown and i thought they were all white gently nibble i said your eyes are very sharp usually but it is shocking that you should not know a boy from a bear that is nayato one of the young friends of whom i spoke just now there comes his brother kotchink and the small figure creeping out of the next house is polpo the friend and playmate of the two other boys now they will have fine sport for this is their playtime and they are as fond of play as any of you the five mice leaned over the edge of the cloud as far as they dared and watched the eskimo boys with breathless interest they were queer little fellows clad in furs from head to foot and were fat and oily looking as indeed any one might be who ate blubber three times a day but otherwise they were apparently much like boys all over the world they chased each other and played hide-and-seek behind blocks of ice and snow and amused themselves in all kinds of ways their only playthings were some bones of the seal and walrus nicely polished but they seemed to have just as much fun with them as if they had been the finest marbles or the most superlative tops that the world could produce how jolly they look said nibble i wish i could jump down and play with them and oh don't they talk strangely bright eyes wagletty wagletty chaka chaka punk sky what are they saying mr moonman the yato is telling polpo of the narrow escape his father had yesterday i replied it seems that he was out on the flat ice looking out for seals he had just harpooned a fine fellow and was just on the point of putting him on his sledge when he heard a loud snuffling noise behind him and turning round saw to his horror a huge white bear squatting on the ice within a few yards of him and apparently trying to decide whether the seal or the seal hunter would make the more savory meal wallop however that is the man's name had no doubt about the matter he flung the seal towards his polar majesty and took to his heels fortunately reaching his reindeer sledge in time to escape being made the second course of bruin's dinner chaka chaka punk sky means i will kill that bear when i am a man oh how exciting that must have been cried nibble i think i should like to be an eskimo mr moonman couldn't you leave me here for a week or two to live in a snow hut 
and eat blubber and drink train oil i asked in return no my mouse i could not or at least i would not and that reminds me that we must be flying home again for morning will soon be here blow little winds blow the cloud back as fast as you can how the seven little fellows puffed out their cheeks and flapped their wings and how the cloud flew through the air the mice looked back regretfully but the eskimo boys were already out of sight southward and still southward we flew the winds striving with might and main to keep up with my swift beam over land and sea mountain and valley forest and meadow till at last the great linden trees around the mousetrap were shaking their heads at us and the tall chimneys pointed at us and said look at those children they have been out all night which is shocking that vagrant moon man is teaching them the worst possible habits End of chapter 10